get the duck boats ready. After 39 long years, the Cup is back home. The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? My name is Brady McGrath, and I am here with my co-hosts Kim Garrity and Brendan Benevento. Cam, how are you feeling today? Lard ass. That's how I'm feeling. Hell yeah, <laughs> Brendan. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I'm sore because uh, I've been so bored that the only thing I've been able to do is actually work out for once. So. Is that damn that's, that's how I'm bored that's that's, that's probably it. couldn't say the same thing um yeah you know i'm just sitting in quarantine bettering myself yeah you okay. heard it right dude it's pretty cool i'm like everybody <laughs> else here. Like, i'm working out Fuck you. dude i know i can do fucking <laughs> anything else yeah i i think i think the hardest thing right now is uh we've been trying to get this podcast up and running for about an hour and a half today this is um, because of the reason <laughs> My computer's a dinosaur. My computer's a dinosaur. So when I try to record, right, it takes for, well, no, not the computer recording itself, but the part of rendering is the worst part for me because it takes like six hours for me to edit the video together and then render it, post it and everything. And we want to make sure that it's as instant as possible. So we're trying to do a lot of workarounds that would allow us in Streamlabs to basically edit it the way it is, basically almost like a live production, but we're recording it. Um, so it's a little bit hard for us to do that, but I mean, you know, we're going to have issues anyway. It's our first episode, really all three of us together. Uh, it's our first episode of doing it this way. Um, thanks to anchor allowing you to just straight up upload your video. Like this file can be uploaded straight into anchor. It's just going to rip the audio from it and, and post that for us as a podcast. So we don't even have to worry about now putting in the intro. We don't have to worry about putting in any of the questions that we're going to be answering later on in this show. Um, or any of that so that that's just all gonna be taken care of one audio file all I got to do is literally add the anchor ad before the actual thing plays and we're good so it's It's exciting Um, and speaking of that we're actually you know just letting you guys know if you are listening on podcast or Google podcast or anything like that we are on YouTube you can search 40 yard dads podcast you can search Garrity Garrity live whatever you want to search you can search that into YouTube and find us um, same thing for social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, find us everywhere. Make sure you are following the podcast on any mediums just to make sure that you guys can get updated when the next episode is going to go out and also to be featured and, you know, on some of these videos with some of your questions. So I think that's yes, pretty much uh, it. We're going to get right into, uh, our first question of the day. This one is from Bob from Salem. Let's get after you, it. We love you, Bob. Hey boys, hope you all well. Um, love you guys, miss you guys. Um, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on Dalton Keene, the tight end from uh, VT. Um, he didn't drop a pass in his entire college career, supposedly, and he did not commit a single penalty, which is we all know right up Bill Belichick's um, alley. But also this wave of quarterbacks coming in that Bill's taking. Um, do you think Stidham has what it takes? I think all these guys coming in, I think it's going to only make Stidham play to the best of his 
ability or he'll get cut. Um, I also wanted to ask you guys what you think about Bill Belichick and a mobile quarterback. Maybe that's what comes out of all of this. Um, I would think that would be pretty cool. Great question, Bob. Thank you for that question. Um, Brendan, do you want to kind of take us off with a little bit of Dalton Keene and, and just kind of what, you, what you've been thinking about, kind of just answering Bobby's question yeah. there? Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, first of all, Dalton Keene, I think, was a great pickup. Um, I'm going to say right out the gate, Bob, what you said is absolutely true. The thing that Bill Belichick hates more than anything in the entire world is penalties. Yep. Despises penalties. And if, if, if that... With Dalton yeah, Keene not discipline. drawing a single penalty his entire uh, college career, that is huge for Bill Belichick. Also, if he's never <clears throat> dropped a pass, that's insane. Not to like, mention, that he's is... a pretty decent blocking tight end. So, like, he had yeah, abilities no, that, that, to get that is, uh, holding Obviously, calls. though, that is that is some serious, serious skill. One, to not, yeah, to not get any holding calls, to not draw a single penalty <clears throat> his entire college career, and to not drop a single pass, that is, that's yeah. a tight end right up Belichick's alley. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, and and to answer your kind of question, Bob, too, with with uh, with Dalton Keene in there, um, I like that they picked up Devin Asiasi too because Bill Belichick is like, look, we're like he loved both of those tight ends. Both of them were high draft picks. He traded up for both. Um, mm-hmm. Both of them are they wants to have a two tight end setup. It's very clear. We signed a bunch of tight ends. Um, that are undrafted. We still have uh, Lacoste and Izzo here, which are going to battle. And as many people want to hate on Lacoste and Izzo, um, at the same time, you have to remember this is something I've always said. Tom Brady, if he didn't trust you and you were didn't get it right away, you're not getting the ball. So it's going to be an exciting year to see those tight ends, see if they can take a step forward. Yeah. Same thing with Nikhil Harry. 100%. We don't know if they're busts yet. We just know that Tom Brady didn't trust him and want to throw to them. And that doesn't mean that Tom Brady thinks they're not good receivers. It's just he's only throwing to who he knows is <clears> going to catch that ball because he doesn't like turning the ball over himself. Exactly. And one of the big things that I, one of the big things that I see with Dalton Keene's game is um, for the position that he played, he was that tight end. Yeah, but what he did a lot of the time is he was in the backfield a lot. Yeah, he was blocking out of like the backfield. Back. He was running routes out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, throughout his college career, he had he had less than sixty receptions in his three seasons. Yep, so but never just, dropped one. But exactly, never dropped he never one. dropped one. That's that's you know that's pretty that's amazing. You know what I mean? And they used him as kind of like a utility guy. So it shows his speed. That shows his ability to be a blocking tight right. end, along with being a blocker in the backfield. Yeah, and you know maybe that's the potential for that for the for a new fullback kind of thing. you know what well, I mean. James like, Devlin retired, so that, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like that that's what his job was basically. Yeah, if they want to have Asiasi and and Lacoste and have that, um, you know. Dalton Keene kind of blocking, you know, fullback that can also come out and catch passes. That's another like weapon in that offense that look, defenses are going to have to plan for, you know, if the Patriots can essentially throw out three tight ends on the field and make you guess if they're going to run <laughs> pass, whatever, because they're going to have two tight ends on both sides and their third one is in the backfield. They're like, are they going to throw it? Are they going to like, that's such, those are weapons that the Patriots love. And I think the Patriots love having Swiss army knives everywhere mm-hmm. across yeah. the board, right? Also, they want yeah, you to be able to play special teams. They want you to be able to block. They want you to be able to catch, run, whatever. You have to understand, too, over the past 20 years, we've seen so many just superstar football players come out of Belichick's camp. 
And yeah. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying somebody I'm not saying Dalton Keene's going to be you know the next Rob Gronkowski, but I'm saying don't Kittle. don't count something like that out either. Or George Kittle, yeah, yeah, not, he he, he know, has like, like a don't... build of like a George Kittle, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's, that's he, his I'm like not... comparisons of what he was yeah. getting in the draft. And you know, I'm not saying that he's going to be like that, but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised right. for a player could be. getting brought out from Belichick. Belichick sees that talent in people, and he brings them out. Belichick yeah. just doesn't draft people for no reason. Like that's like the thing that yeah. really gets to me when you hear a lot of people that say they're football fans, but don't understand football. Like with the Kyle Duggar pick, mm-hmm. I always think about that. With the Kyle Duggar pick Belichick and the Patriots have been scouting him for the past three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and they've and been that's, looking into him. And, and your point with Belichick doesn't draft people for no reason. He's not like these teams where, Rightfully so, some of them get good players, right? And I think that's what people think is they're like, everybody always makes a comparison is like, we could have got this player at this thing yep. because he was more hyped up. But the thing of, of what the Patriots do when they draft somebody is not, like you said, not for no reason, but at the same time, Bill Belichick is not one of these teams that just drafts the best player available and is like, ah, I don't really care what position they play. I don't care about the scheme. Like, we'll mold them, right? Belichick drafts somebody that's like, fits that he can mold, is coachable, right? Likes, like, where he played, likes exactly. the coaches he played for. Like, it's a whole, like, yeah. he's basically, like, finding a guy that's going to be on the team for multiple years. And if he's not, that's why he always trades out of the first round. For A lot of people also, are confused with that. Also, he drafts people not just because, you know, they're athletic freaks. He drafts, he drafts some people that aren't very talented, but guess what? They're super talented in the one key position he needs them to, to do. Ex- you know, like, exactly. he, 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 drafts, he drafts... He drafts for need. He, are, he drafts components of an entire machine. You fit here. You are this cog here. You do this job. You do that perfectly, and you don't do anything else. That's how Belichick drafts. They yeah. might be the shittiest tight end in the world, but they're incredible at blocking, and yeah. that's why yeah. he'll draft them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's just and, how and it a, works. And another thing, too, with how he does the drafts at the same time <clears> is he'll look at a player, right? And everybody always says, oh, he moves back because he can get that player in round two that he could have gotten in round one, right? I get that, right? The reason he drafts backwards is because of control and the egos in the locker room as well. So if he has a first-round pick, nine times out of ten for five years, he's going to have to put up with that kid. If that kid has an ego and is like develops into a good player, right, kind of similar to Chandler Jones, right? We could have kept on to him a little bit, but he wanted that money. He knew he was the guy. Belichick yep. doesn't want to lose his locker room. So he loves those second, third, fourth, fifth round picks that really are humbled by their draft slot, right? Especially yeah, those yeah. fourth and fifth round picks he loves because they're still <clears throat> solid enough that they could have went in the second or third round, but they're also dropping really low that their ego is going to be tainted because of that. And they're not going to be coming in like, look at me, I'm first round pick. Like, look at me, like I deserve the world, all the money, like like some of these players are. And Bill Belichick loves those kinds of players. And the only times he's drafted First round picks have been players that he knows do not have an ego like that, like a Sony Michelle, a Devin McCourty, right? A Nate Solder, right? Guys like that he knows that are like not gonna have that ego there. And the one mistake he's had was the Chandler Jones. Hightower hasn't proved to have an ego of anything like that. So yeah. the only mistake was Chandler Jones, and you're gonna get that when you're drafting a defensive end as talented as he was. Mm-hmm. And now I think and now I think we should move over to the second half of Bobby's question mm-hmm. about Stidham and how that fit is yeah. going to happen. Or just in general, who their quarterback is. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I personally, I'll start. I personally think that they're going to have three quarterbacks in the roster. Yeah. I, I think, mean, I, well, they signed, uh, they signed I think it's going to be Stidham. It's going to be Brian Hoyer. 
and it's going to be Jamar Smith, the undrafted free yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was, Jamar. From, from Louisiana Tech. Yep. Mostly for the fact that their schedule, you look at the teams that they have to play against, you look at teams like Arizona, you look at teams like Houston, you look at teams like Baltimore, all running quarterbacks. Jamar Smith can it's, provide yeah. that look team. Yeah, he, Jamar he's Smith is also a talented quarterback. Yeah. The, he has a cannon. He has a Jacoby Brissett written all over him. Yep. And what I mean by a Jacoby Brissett is I mean that's someone that fit that Patriots system so well when he had to go out there and play. Yeah, he was the he was the the running quarterback that fit the Patriots system. And I think you know if, when you're looking at Jamar Smith, like you're looking at that's how Belichick's also looking at it. To Brennan's point with the cog is that. He's that running guy that they're going to need for scout offenses, and they're just going to need in general because when they get to the playoffs, they start playing guys like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, right? Even Jimmy G a little bit. They're going to need somebody that can move around. They 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 never really had that with like a Brian Hoyer and a Stidham as their backups when Tom Brady was there. It's very hard for that new-look defense now mm-hmm. that needs to practice with what a mobile quarterback looks like. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that, and for that's that... with that, yeah. For that reason, I think he'll be great on the practice squad. But in my opinion, I think Stidham, I still completely think Stidham's the guy this year. And my yeah. my main reason for this is throughout the entire draft, we did not draft a single quarterback. I think by not drafting a single quarterback is Belichick's way of saying, I think Stidham is better than every single quarterback in this draft. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's what I was saying guy. too. Is I, I don't know if that's more of Stidham's the guy as much as it's, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are better than what we have. I think it was. I more definitely of like, think he wanted Hurts. I think I and, think Jalen Hurts. I think the three that he could have wanted was Burrow, Herbert, and Hurts. And he was not going to get Burrow and Herbert because they were way too high up. And Jalen Hurts was there, and it got picked way too soon for him. And I think that was that was Belichick's way of being like, all right, everybody else in the draft is not as good as what we have here. We're just gonna why waste a pick on a player that's going to be the same, if not worse, than what we already have. So we're not going to draft a quarterback. Yep. We're going to go for some undrafted kids that can play as the third string. He's like, I'm not draft using a draft pick on a third string. Like that's basically what he was thinking. It's like I'm not going to waste the third third round pick on a guy that's never going to fit here. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. And I, I think I'm I'm super excited to watch Stidham play. I mean, he was great in college. Um, we haven't really seen him play much in the NFL yet. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how he develops. I'm excited to see how he works with Josh McDaniels. I'm excited to see how he yeah. just matures into like, like there an weren't actual there weren't enough NFL quarterback. There weren't enough people that clearly watch college football yeah. to see Jarrett Stidham in the way that he actually played for that Auburn offense. Like he was incredible. In, he in was he football. was incredible. He he literally be, he beat Bama in that Iron Bowl. He himself beat Bama, Bama did. in that Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl. He, like that's he, he slipped. Did. People forget the reason he slipped so far was not because he's bad, but because it was a need thing. Not a lot of teams yeah. had a need for a quarterback after like the other one after people got picked. Stidham dropped just like how Jake Fromm did and Jacob Eason, just not because they're bad, just because teams are like, I don't need another quarterback. I already drafted one in the top five. I don't need to draft one in the second or third round. And the teams that didn't need a quarterback were like, we're not taking our replacement in the second or third round. We're going to get some, like the Patriots did. We're going to get some defensive players. We're going to get some linemen, and we'll pick him in the fourth or fifth round when he's there. Also, Stidham, Stidham... Another key thing with Stidham that we have to see is also the fact that we picked up Will Hastings too. Mm-hmm. Will Hastings, when they played for Auburn, Will Hastings was Stidham's number one yep. weapon. He was his element. It beautifully. He was his element. Exactly. And now that exactly. element is getting older. Edelman's going to be retiring soon. Guess what? Belichick picks up another white Another midgets. white guy. Come there here. Is. Here like, he is. Boom. Will Hastings. Yeah. That was, dude, that's, you know, that's, I mean, like right now, 
right now I'm like, I like how their offense sounds like their offense. Like, listen to this. This was tweeted. This is tweeted by, I'm going to give them this at, at Savage, at Savage Boston. Yeah. Savage Boston sports. Yep. So currently right now you look at the Patriots offense is Jarrett Stidham, Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Muhammad Sanu, Sony, Michelle, James White, Ossie, Ossie and Dalton Keene. And then you have the offensive line, which is Isaiah Wynn, Joe Tooney, David Andrews, Shaq Mason, and Marcus Cannon. That's I a great it. offensive line. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great offense. That's in a general. great team. But you know what? Yeah. You know what? That is you know what people are team. also forgetting too, right? James White's getting older, but people forget we got Damian Harris too last year that didn't exactly. play at all. People also forget the fact teams. that Mohamed Sanu in his first year was not good. We get that. But you also remember my point from earlier is if Brady didn't trust you, if you didn't know the offense, you were going to have a tough time producing. And yeah, I, think, no time, I think you have, have to no give Mohamed Sanu. I'm not saying it's Brady's fault Ma- Sanu played that bad, but I think you need to give Sanu another year to develop. Not, not mm-hmm. develop, but another year to develop with the Patriots. But also not catching. See, this is my biggest thing. Catching a pass from Tom Brady from word of Hard. other players is Hard. the hardest thing they've ever done. Yeah. Like Wes Welker straight up said that Tom Brady's his favorite quarterback that he's ever played with, but Peyton Manning throws the best ball for him because yeah. Tom Brady literally makes it hard. Like he made it hard. He threw the ball where the other person wouldn't be able to stop you. That's why Wes Welker was so successful. He's lower to the ground. Yeah. He'd throw it in the dirt. Welker would catch it. Like, but Brady throws absolute bullets at you. Like yeah. that's not something you could fully adjust to. Matt Ryan didn't do that for Sanu. Yeah, Andy Dalton no, didn't then, do that. And Matt then Ryan you get it. traded. You get traded into a system that's as difficult as the Patriots. It's not for just per- to learn it's not the for right away. Exactly, it's not for right away success. That's why when people, if the Patriots don't make a big trade at the deadline and people get super angry about it, you you really can't. Because yeah. that new guy is going to come in. Let's say, fuck it. We trade all of our assets and get Julio. Yeah. Julio's a generational talent. Do we know that Julio is going to get the playbook? No, nope. like, we don't you know. know what I mean. I mean, they might. I mean, because he's a generational talent, they might be like, hey, run the, the your best three routes that you can run and we'll get you the ball. But that's not how Tom Brady likes but his offense. Exactly. That, exactly. That's not the we're not Jacksonville. We're he not did the that Jets. With, he did we're that with Antonio fucking... Brown and it worked. Yeah. But that was the only player that it worked for because it was like that same situation, but like that. Yeah. And he only played one game. Right. And it was like, Brady just wanted that deep threat and Brady, like Brady was willing to throw everything out the window for Antonio Brown. Like he was ready to risk it all for Antonio Brown with his offense. And I think that's, that's what kind of happened. And this is not a Brady knock or anything like that. And I don't even know if Stenham is the guy, I'm not saying he's bad, but I want, I'm excited for the first time of ever being a Patriots fan because look, Brady's been here for 20 years. I'm 22 years old. So all I've known is successful Patriots teams, right? Yeah, we're going to have to battle. We're going to have to I battle. I am excited. I'm not one of those fans that are like, it's over. I'm not being a fan anymore. I'm excited for the rebuild. I'm excited to be a fan. Like I'm obviously going to be a fan no matter what. I'm excited to see how this team goes and, and how it rebuilds, especially with Bill Belichick. Now, if Bill Belichick wasn't here and Brady wasn't here, it'd be a little bit harder of a pill I'd be, to swallow. I'd be scared. But you have Bill Belichick and to my point that I wanted to make for the longest time, and I'm sorry if you guys feel differently about this, but the Patriots, I have been seeing so many tweets and articles that the Patriots, a Bill Belichick-led Patriots, are going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. I hate Tanking oh, is no. not in the word of Bill Belichick that's, that's, anywhere. It's not in his vocabulary. He's going to go 11-5. He will go 11-5 and, and make the playoffs with this If Bill Belichick roster. wins 11 games this year, he's the coach of the year. 
100%. Just for the fact that people just underestimate this team so much for no reason. They they lost, yes, they lost the greatest quarterback of all time. They lost the guy that, that was their franchise player. And they lost Gronkowski, everybody's saying. But he wasn't on the roster anyway. We didn't have him no matter what. You have to think, we got a fourth-round pick and use it on that we used to trade up with <laughs> to get, a to tight get end. somebody else to get a, to get another tight end that they see where the potential is. Like we traded a retired player for a fourth round pick. People getting mad about the Gronkowski trade. He, he, he had all the le- Gronk had all the leverage. The Patriots exactly. had nothing they can do. They basically had to pay whatever the Buccaneers were willing to pay. Like that's exactly. what they they're like, hey, what what can you give us for Gronk? And the Buccaneers were probably like, you know what, we feel bad. Let's give you a fourth. They were like, we don't care, right? And and that's that's the thing that, that gets me is the tanking for Trevor Lawrence. I get he's good, but that is not in Bill Belichick's vocabulary. He is no, not going. No, a he's t- chasing Shula, right? So he's not going to throw wins out of the table. B his legacy alone, he's not going to let people be like, oh, that all along Belichick only won because of Brady. Are you kidding me? The second Brady leaves, he go he has a losing season and is the worst team in the league. No. That's no. not happening. He's going to go 11-5. We and 11, five. Didn't we win 10 games with Matt Castle, right? 11-5. Damn five. right we did. 11-5. We won 11-5. We won 11-5 with Matt Castle. Do you know what Bill Belichick's record is? And then he got a big contract and sucked. Do you know what Bill Belichick's regular season record is? And correct me if I'm wrong because it might have changed. What is his regular season record is with quarterbacks that are not named Tom Brady on this Patriots team in the last 20 years? He's 14-5. and 11-5 yep. with Matt Castle, 4-0 with Jimmy G. Yep. So that's solid. I mean, like it's it's not that it's not speaking about Brady. It's not speaking about anything like that. It's speaking the the fact that this coached team with this discipline and the players that are still on this roster, right? We lost some players, yeah, but that happens every year. We every four years we lose a big core of players and we replace them in the draft. And then the guys oh, we draft we lost Chandler last... Jones. Our pass rush is over. Yeah, next year Jamie Collins. Oh, okay. Now Jamie Collins is gone. We still have one. Oh, we lost Jamie Collins. It's over. We still have, we still have, we lost Ninkovich. It's over. Okay, we still have. We lost Patrick Chung. Yeah. Oh wait, he came back. For, yeah. like, <laughs> Like, like, it's just all of these things that people don't get. And it's like, we still have Gilmore. We still have McCourty. So we still have a pretty yeah. good secondary. We have both jo- McCourty. Joan Williams. We still have JC Jackson. Joan Williams. If, if he, if he the, plays like, this year, he's a good player. Like, Joan Williams he, is a good pick. He barely played last year. And the big thing was him saying that he is now perfecting this playbook. Yeah. Like, that is that is something that you want to hear from every. That's why Bill Belichick didn't draft Grady Williams. Yep. He drafted Joan. Because he said he's a he's a hard worker, you know. You know what I yeah. mean. Everybody's like, "Oh, Greedy Williams was there." It's like, okay, well, this guy who was definitely on an arguably worse team just because he was on Vanderbilt mm-hmm. played a whole lot better than the guy that was a stud on LSU, which he mm-hmm. was. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> but like, the, but the like thing, still, like the thing for me, right, is is with this team is. I get we lose these players, right? But it's not like it's not like we lost Brady, Gronk, Edelman, three offensive linemen, lost defensive yeah. players, Gilmore's gone. Like I'd be like, okay, yeah, we lost an injured Gostowski, we lost a retired Gronkowski, we lost mm-hmm. Tom Brady, who was gonna who was out the door the last two years anyway. We all kind of knew Damn it. Right. We were hoping yeah. he was gonna come back, and we lost what an aging Jamie Collins that. Yep. 
was never worth Von Miller money. He's a good who player. Didn't, who, who didn't really make the impact that he, he, he thought we were going to make when he came back. And you know he, I mean? he like, didn't, he didn't, pro- well, he, he was a good player. He was a pro bowler, but he didn't produce in But Cleveland. he didn't produce that massive number that everybody was like, oh, Jamie Collins is He's going to be yeah. like, or no, but people thought like Jamie Collins is going to be a Hall of Famer. And it, they, that like yeah. he had all these things. And he's not a bad player at all by any means, but he's, he's out the door. Kyle Van Oy out the door. That was a great piece for us, right? Like yeah. we lost these guys. And Patrick Chung's on his way out. Who do we replace? Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar. Right. Kyle Duggar. There Perfect. it is. Like, and then, like, on, on special teams, Deron we still Harmon's have Matt Slater. Gone. Like, we Deron Harmon's like, gone, but still. Like, yeah, and Matt Slater is there. We have a new kicker. We have our punter still here. Like, it's not like we've lost, like, a punter, a kicker, a quarterback, a tight end. Like, we have no. these guys. Like, like everybody was so here. mad when we got rid of Ryan Allen. And then... You know, this remember the kicker, Zoltan yeah. Nesco we got rid of? Like, yeah, everybody was mad that we got. And rid then of... the next year, we got Ryan Allen. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and now we have the new Allen, whatever the fuck his first name is. Like, wait, Josh Allen is it? Uh, no, Josh Allen. No, I, can't, I don't there, know. There's like, like four it. Josh Allens. I there's don't even like know. Who yeah, but there is. But their other kicker, they got rid of Ryan Allen. Everybody's like, oh no, Ryan Allen's gone. It's like you had the yeah. same exact thought. And, 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 and we lost. We lost James Devlin, which wait, I, I'm honestly, I think that's going to hurt the offense a lot more than people think if they don't mm-hmm. have a good fullback because the fullback is a dying breed. And the fact that you had one of the hardest working best fullbacks in the NFL, that was a very, it's a very underrated and underappreciated position. But the fact Definitely. that he was there punching the ball in for when we had LeGarrette Blunt, punching the ball in when we had Sony Michelle, like he's that guy that helped the Patriots win a lot of Super Bowls. And you don't realize that some, even the James White play to win the Super Bowl in the overtime, James Devlin was a key yeah. part of making that happen with his blocks. So like he's mm-hmm. a very important player. And I don't know if we'll ever see another fullback like that come in the Patriots. Maybe it's a no. dying breed anyway, but still, it's it's just something that to I think feel of. like we're gonna see a lot of other position players taking over that fullback Blocking form. duty. Yeah, because think because think about it this way: we picked up Danny Vitale, right, and he has played fullback before. He's a tight end. Yeah, but he 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 line up as a fullback set because of that. That, that might be his yeah, roster and, spot on the spot on the roster. Literally, straight Belichick, up. Belichick's notorious for switching people's positions. I mean, look at Edelman was a freaking quarterback yeah. at Kent State. Literally called him. Yeah. He literally Belichick literally called Edelman and was like, "We're gonna draft you as a wide receiver." Like he he didn't put himself into quarterback. He put it like into wide receiver. He was going into the draft as a quarterback from Kent State. Yep. And the Patriots called him. We were literally like, "We're gonna draft you as a wideout." Like, yeah. That's, and then, like, you're gonna go. Was, you're not gonna they be. They picked a him up as a position player. They didn't yeah. pick him up to. You know, they picked him up to play football. Like, it's one of those things where it's like. Yeah, it's like high school players, and college. It's yeah. like, hey, you want to come play football for us? Like, we'll figure out your yep. position. That's for real, that's that's exactly what it is. They're, and, they're a football team. People and, need to figure that out. That we're the New England Patriots and. That's you how know. we do it. And as long as Bill Belichick is the coach, that's how it will be. And until McDaniels also, even, or whoever takes yeah, over. Even even without Belichick, even if we have McDaniels. Yeah, McDaniels is probably going to do the same thing. Honestly, yeah, exactly. I would say McDaniels is going to be like, why change McDaniels, it? McDaniels had that head coaching position, and then he turned it down and then came back to the Patriots. Why? Because Belichick took the keys of the castle and went like this in front of his face. Yeah. That's yeah. Why. And 100%, McDaniels, I think McDaniels knows and Belichick knows, and they've talked about it, that like there's a few years left for Belichick. I think Belichick wants to leave uh, once he gets his record from Shula, if he gets another ring without Brady. I think those are the two things he wants to do. He wants to get a ring without Brady, and he wants to pass mm-hmm. Shula and just be the winningest head coach of all time, no matter what. I think and that's what he after, wants to do. 
After Belichick, we have McDaniels. And then after McDaniels, guess what? Belichick's son. The well, other after, well, no, <laughs> after Belichick leaves, the Patriots are going to be bad, though, right? No. no. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's we'll just see. the thing. That's what everybody's we'll going to keep saying. Well, we'll like, see. Yeah. It depends on where like, the roster is. That's like that you don't know if he leaves. Because he, he could like, leave in two years, and I'll say no. He could leave in 10 years from now. He could die on the job. And then it's like, okay, we don't like we don't know what the roster is going to be when he's gone. But you have to yeah. think about it. This is this is the breed that everybody's annoyed with, right? Yep. Robert Kraft's son is going to take over. Jonathan Kraft, right? Bill Belichick's <laughs> son is going to eventually take. Like awesome. it's just going to be the Kraft <laughs> Belichick, so awesome. and eventually Brady's kids might be pretty nasty at football. And there's there's your next quarterback, Tom Brady's kid. Bill Belichick's son is the coach, <laughs> and Robert Kraft's son is the owner. And it's another yeah, Brady, twenty years of excellence. If if Brady doesn't suck their youth out any further, yeah. yeah they, I don't think they've past the age of six like every time i look at them i'm like how long has he had these kids like is they're just rotating them out or is that he's 11 now are you sure (laughs) he looks like he's four (laughs) oh my god but i would say the patriots quarterback situation kind of like bringing it back to that is i i think what's going to happen this year stidham is going to be the starter right Mm -hmm. and i think it's going to be something where it's unless Cam Newton comes here for dirt cheap, Stidham's going to be the starter. And yeah, Andy Dalton already signed with another team. So that was like the number two option that everybody wanted. Jameis Winston already signed with another team. Amazing so. signing, by the way. Who Cowboys did he sign with? He signed with the Saints. Cowboys. That's, that's, Cowboys. That's, that's, oh, the Cowboys. J- Jameis, Jameis, Jameis Winston went to the Saints. And Jameis Winston went to the Cowboys. Yeah, and Andy Dalton and went, Andy to, Dalton the went to the Cowboys, yeah. which was honestly an absolute steal right now for them. I mean, yeah, hey, they, they, you put Andy Dalton behind a good. Where's like, Dak going? He, I don't know. Well, if no. he wants too much money and doesn't sit out, Andy Dalton That's behind a good thing. offense with that running back and that wide receivers is not a bad team. Andy Dalton's not terrible. I think they're He's planning. They're planning on Dak sitting because, yeah. especially because the way that you looked at the you look at the contract too. Andy Dalton got a one year deal for seven million. Yep. Mm-hmm. They didn't get. They didn't just go like, "Hey, Andy, look, like, come here. We're gonna give you like a two million dollar deal, like Jameis got. Yeah, we're gonna do." Like they said, look, this is the possibility of what's going to happen. You're going to get a seven million dollar deal with three million guaranteed. Yep, and 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 you're going to come in and you're going to play with this top notch offense once Dak decides he wants to sit. And and that's a that's a possibility. That four million is all incentives. They said to him, they're like, you can't get incentives if you're on the bench. So they gave him an incentive contract because they're thinking of it. Because so, they, they think Dak's going to sit, and I personally yeah. think he might too because he he's good, too. he's great friends with Zeke. Zeke did it. Zeke got paid. Yeah. But now it's like, what do you? What are the Cowboys going to sacrifice in order to pay Dak Prescott? Mm, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. Well, you you gonna can't. You, they're going to have a shitty offensive line. They're not going to be able to pay their linemen. Their linemen are going to be getting top dollar. Travis Travis years. Frederick just retired. The, the probably the best center in the league. He retired at a young age. He was like 28. Fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, last year, Travis Frederick was called the best center in the league. But Travis Frederick retired. And then you you have a great offensive line behind you. Yep. But that line's not going to be able to get paid for if you're going to pay Dak. And now they have these wideouts, too. Like, what if T. Higgins pops off in a few years? Like, they're not going to be able to retain him if they have Zeke and Dak under contract. They're gonna no, lose definitely. all of these guys. Like that's the thing with a Do you lot mean of Lamb? teams. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of. I don't know why the Browns. I mean, the Bengals popped into my head. I really don't know why. I was thinking of it. 
regardless, I'm thinking because I was thinking of Andy. Because we're talking about Dalton. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, C.D. Lamb, they're not going to be able to pay him, right? They're not going to be able to pay their offensive line. They're going to make cuts on defense. Like there, it, it just doesn't work that way. And teams need to understand that, like, as much as good players deserve to get paid. The reason the Patriots won so many championships was the buy-in aspect of Tom Brady mm-hmm. and the guys like that. The aspect of guys like Devin McCourty could have got top dollar on the market. Is he going to go to the market? No, right? Bill Belichick oh, yeah. says to these guys, you want to make money? That's fine. You can leave. Go get your money, but you're not going to win. And yep. like that is, the, and it's proven. He won six championships here. Now our team's gonna buy. Our play. I don't think players are gonna buy into that anymore because now you don't have Tom Brady. So I don't know if teams are gonna be like, yeah, I'll sign with the Patriots for cheap, or I'm gonna stay this here. year At least until this year. this year ends, and then until everybody wants them. Jared Stidham. Like everybody wants to come back because they're like, oh, wait a second. Jared now we Stidham can get money because Tom Brady's not there. <laughs> Jared yep. Stidham is gonna be the Patriots quarterback for the next five years, and the reason I say that is he's not gonna be an elite quarterback. He's going to be like that Andy Dalton right down the middle of the pack can bring you to the playoffs and Bill Belichick's going to take care of the rest. And I think yeah. that's literally what that guy, he's going to be the Tannehill of this year. The like the Vrabel and the Derrick Henry, like they just needed a guy to be there, right? Mm-hmm. They just needed that guy to be there. And I think that's what Jared Stidham's going to be. And I hope he proves me wrong and does a lot better. I don't think he's going to be ass. I really don't. No, he's not going to be ass. No, no I, th- I think, I think, He's going to be great. Yeah. Like people, people. Okay. So people really need to think more and more about this. If you look, you look at Stidham, right? Yep. Like look at what Stidham has on his team. Mm-hmm. He has Edelman who will, he, he'll work for you. He needs to you. prove that he's, he needs to prove to everybody that he's a good quarterback. And it exactly. Like Brady. We talked exactly. about this last week too. You have Nikhil Harry, who's young. He, like for some oh, reason, everybody decided to call him a bust because he got hurt. Unproven. Yeah. Exactly. Unproven. Still an absolute monster of a man. Jacoby Myers is going to come out and make moves. Like, hear me when I say it. Jacoby Myers will be the second or third best wide receiver on this team. What you got, like, you got, hear you, me say it. You got Stidham's I, will? Like, I said it today, mm-hmm. at Sunday, May 3rd, at 2.39, that Jacoby Myers will be probably the second best wide receiver on that team. Yeah. He, I mean, he's I in, he's I, I'm not yeah, really anything out. I, I would also say you got to look at the signing that the Patriots made. They got Stidham's boy, too. That might be exactly that. You know, that might be the Edelman Amendola kind of, you know, back to back, you know, two slot guys for the Patriots offense. They might have that again. They might have their double tight ends again. It might be getting back to the just because it's not the names we're used to. It doesn't still, mean it's like, going to be that's like what people do. That's dumpster. where the fake Patriot fans come in. They're names that we don't recognize. There's no Gronk. There's no Amendola. There's no Hogan, Edelman. They're like, so we suck. But it's like, what if these guys that we drafted are those guys or better? You don't yeah. know that. And you will not know that until they play a game. Until so it happens. Sit tight That's what I'm saying. Relax. That's, what, give them that that's shot. what Ben's saying. You got to give them that shot. You're yeah. right, Brady. You got to give them that shot. All right, and uh, with this, we're going to take a uh, quick ad break. So Brent's going to read off some ads from uh, one of our sponsors here. Um, so if you're on the YouTube page, thanks for uh, looking by. And uh, Brendan, go ahead, read us our advertisement from our sponsor. <laughs> Are you angry, sad, frustrated? Have you tried yelling? <laughs> Relieve stress, feels great, and it scares birds. <laughs> Yelling's like talking, but a lot louder. Try it today for free. 
Awesome. Thank you for our sponsor. I'll have to try that at some point when uh, we're watching the uh, fake Patriots fans start crawling back when the Buccaneers are eight and eight and the Patriots are eleven and five. Yeah, um, for real. When so. the when the Buccaneers don't make the playoffs because they're getting beat around <laughs> because by the Tom Panthers. Brady gets sacked seven <laughs> times a game. Do you see that defensive line in that conference on all of those teams? Brady's gonna Dude, get they- mauled. That's what teams said. They go. You're going to get Brady and Gronk. You have one of the worst offensive lines. We're just going to get better on the front seven. Have fun speaking, trying to speak, like, throw the Speaking ball. of that offensive line, did you see how Twist, Tristan Wirfs reacted to being drafted <laughs> by the Buccaneers? He was like, they were like, oh, how does it feel that you get to block for Tom Brady? And he goes, man, you know, Tom Brady's been in the league since I was like one years old. This is this is so crazy that I get to block for him. It's like, yeah. like you put that into perspective. It's, it's like, I know. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> All right, Brady, hit us with the Brady bomb. This is your uh this is our new segment, the Brady bomb. This is going to be a quick rundown of everything on sports. I know that we're uh not really watching a lot of sports recently, so we want to give you guys some updates as things go on. So Brady, hit us with the Brady bomb. But we still do have plenty of news around it. Yeah. There's a lot of discrepancies right now within the NHL and the NBA between owners saying that they believe the season's not going to happen and players sitting back and also saying those talks are not happening. So there has to be some kind of disconnect. Like there's been a tweet that Woj actually dropped saying the NBA executives are thinking about canceling the season and wanting the season to end. And then LeBron James came out of nowhere and said, none of those conversations are happening. Do we have the proof that LeBron James knows those conversations aren't happening? No, but it's just one of those things to think about that we don't fully understand yet. And we're going to see within the next coming months. And then another big thing that I wanted to drop in about was uh, big NFL free agent names that are still sitting there. You still have Cam Newton. You still have Jadavian Clowney. Everson Griffin is still sitting there in the edge. I don't understand how nobody has picked him up yet. Logan Ryan hasn't been picked up, but Eric Reed's still not on a team. Like those are just those are some big names. Jason Peters still out. So there are still there is for real. There are still plenty of free agents that people have not touched yet. And that's something that is going to happen within the next coming months. I feel like once all of this pandemic stuff is quote unquote over, that we're gonna see more people get picked up. Yeah. Um, but you know. Until then, we'll never know. And that was the Brady bomb. Welcome to the Brady, 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 Brady bomb, bomb. Um, <laughs> all right, Brendan. The next segment here is called sh- 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 Show Me the Goods. Brendan, give us some good news. Show me the goods. All right, here we go. This is uh, our new segment. It's called Show Me the Goods. It's where basically every week I'm going to actually give some good positive news about things going on in the world because I know everybody is really struggling at home. I know everything that's out right now is very negative. And I know a lot of people are, you know, struggling with mental health issues. My heart goes out to everybody. Um, this is a tough time for everyone in the world. So I just want to shed a little light and a little happiness and maybe a little hope for everybody to kind of, kind of look up to. Um, first thing I'm going to get into is that uh, Tom Hanks has fully recovered from COVID-19. Um, so has his yeah. wife. Uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, his wife, are nice. offering up their antibodies to help research coronavirus treatments. Nice. nice which nice. is which is Hell huge. yeah. Hell um, yeah, brother. The next thing is that uh, global greenhouse gas emissions are estimated to fall by 8% in 2020, which nice. is the largest recorded drop in human history. Holy shit. That's dope. Which is which is great news. It's great news because that puts us right on track to be able to implement that, you know, that Green New Deal and help save our environment. I think it puts us in a great position to start, which is just amazing. And then lastly, um, there's an Italian student 
um, and she was stuck in Spain uh, during her, during both of those countries' lockdowns. Um, she ended up going to the grocery store to uh, pick up some food and bring back to her hotel. She gets into this cab, um, and she's talking to the cab driver. The cab driver asks her where she's from. Uh, she says she's from Italy. And the cab driver just right from there asks her address and then drove her 900 miles home. Oh, my God. Drive her home for free. For free. Drove her 900 miles home. From Spain to, wow. to her family's home in Italy. That's incredible. That's wow. That is some good news. That's actually wild. That, oh my god! Mm-hmm. It makes it gives you some hope and some people. It really does. It really, I, th- really I think does. the most the most important thing, and I think that's the most difficult about what's going on right now, is that when something tragic happens in human history, is that people come together, right? Yep. And I think the most tragic thing with what's going on right now, obviously, aside from the deaths and everybody afflicted, and you know the mental health issues that are sure to be coming and propelled by this is that we can't come together, right? Like we're, we're stuck at home. We can't, we can't see each other in real life. We can zoom and, you know, video chat and make podcasts and all these Mm -hmm. things, but we're lacking that human interaction. So I think it's just, you know, it's very, it makes it that much more difficult for everybody. And I know it makes it difficult for me. I'm an extrovert myself. Um, I know I've been, I've been struggling myself. I know everybody else has too. I know Brady has, I know, I know Cam, I know you have too. Um, So I think just, Um, I think reading these these stories mm-hmm. about you know people actually somewhat being able to come together and, and do good for each other yeah. is what we need you know yeah I, I think it's I think it's really good and I mean I know like we're all talking about sports and everything and like how things aren't starting and everything but just to see like the simplicity of like how things can change like how for example like people working right to see that like productivity can still happen working at home, a lot of companies are going to start offering people a lot more remote work than they have in the past because they're going to be like, mm-hmm. A, it helps with viruses, right? So if this is still going on, people are going to have that. But B, they're going to be like, you're still productive. You like People are now able to, right, in America, we've been so used to working 40 hours or more, never seeing families, right? Not me. This is just from how it's always been, right? Yeah. Not seeing their families, not having that interaction to help kids with school, help people, you know, with the laundry, do people things. And you only have the weekend to do that. And your weekend is your time off from work. It should not be a time to do everything you didn't have time for. It should literally be so that you can kick back, reset, start work the next week. I think a lot of companies are going to be realizing that if you can work from home and still be productive, you can get some of this stuff done during the day. A, it's going to help with not as many people on the road all the time and you know, gas emissions, people aren't going to be driving around everywhere. And, and also at the same damn time, productivity and that work-life balance. So I think those are some things that a lot of companies are going to start figuring out. And I think it's crazy that like little things like that are, are, are were shown to the world. Like, oh, wow, we can actually do this. Like, why yeah. didn't we do this the whole time? We can literally yeah. fix the world by just not doing anything. Yeah. Like the yeah. largest it, 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 like the largest hole in the ozone right now, like in the ozone layer, is actually closing. Mm-hmm. How, how crazy is that? Like yeah. the hey. largest hole that they were like, uh oh. But how are the UFOs going to get in now? They announced UFOs and nobody noticed. If this pandemic is going to show us anything, and if we're going to take any 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 light out of this darkness, I think it should be that we really have to understand that our lives are so short and that nothing is guaranteed. And that sounds dark, but it's not because I want to really just advocate that everybody should be following their passions. Everybody should be 
doing what they want to do and just follow your, like, I know it's, it's cliche, but legitimately follow your dreams. Because if you're working a shitty job, right, and you're living for the weekends, you're cutting 50 years off your life. And then you throw something in like this that completely shake things, shakes things up and takes everything that you have away anyway. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's just not worth it. And like, say, yeah. you know, like people, people take shitty jobs because it pays more money. Don't do that. Like you need the extra three grand for what? So you can buy a nicer car. Like to take the job that pays less money that you know you're going to be happy in, that you know you're going to be yeah. productive in. And, and that all offers flexibility. You. So that like it, you, you work, maybe now you're working, you know, let's say you take the shittier job that you don't like, that's going to ask more hours from you that for an extra 10 grand a year, instead you can take away that 10 grand, still live comfortably, have a few remote days, maybe have you know, like all these kinds of benefits that people don't talk about that like should be like, look, look at these. Uh, I get it. Right. Our economy is above and beyond anybody. Right. And it's the reason because of how often we work 40 hours mm -hmm. a week. But I'm not saying we should be working 30 hours a week and have a nap time like, you know, they have in Spain and Italy. But maybe you could work 40 hours a week and 10 of them are working at home. And that way you can get some things during the day and, you know, at your lunch break, you can hop in your pool or at your lunch break, you can do something creative because you're in your house and, and you can mm -hmm. wear comfortable clothes on those days and get things done. Like go grocery shopping, go to the gym, whatever, do those things that people do not have time to do because they're working maybe an hour, hour and a half away from home. Not only are they working nine to five, they have to leave their house at seven and they don't get home till seven. So it's like, not only are you working those eight hours, you add on those times where you're just in a car and you're not doing things that you want to be doing. So mm -hmm. I think that should be a move that, that we start yeah. making in and, this world. And, and companies listen, start making. one of the, what our, one of our God given rights. And one of the things that makes this country so great is the pursuit of happiness. I and mean, that's a, it's, it's the pursuit of happiness, not the pursuit of cash. Yep. You should be doing in your life, what makes you happy and what you want to do and what you want to follow, follow yeah. your passions. That's like, what I'm trying uh, to say out of all this. Like, like John Bellion always says, money's not the key to wealth right and the key to wealth is your happiness and everybody like this is not his quote this is my quote now but everything <laughs> that makes that like allows you to have that work life balance that just being doing things that make you happy right like i've always been like just do something that you enjoy doing so that's our good news brennan good job with that brady good job with your bombs um what are what are we kind of looking at now to kind of wrap the topic back up and get back into sports a little bit? Because uh, I know some of our dads sitting on their couch right now with uh, their beer in hand are like, all right, I don't care. I'll get back to the sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with them. Their head. Um, so my question for both of you is out of the MLB, NHL, and NBA, which is the open, the first to either open or resume play first, and how are they going to do it? NHL, they got plexiglass going around the whole rink. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I, I would figured say, it out, Batman. I got it. <laughs> Commissioner Batman, we have a fucking genius. Face shields, <laughs> plexiglass. It's perfect. Yeah, Open up the NHL. Send it. Brady, what do you think? I think. I personally think it's going to be the NHL, but not for those reasons. Not for the, <laughs> look, we have circle. Like, no. <laughs> um, I personally think it's going to be the NHL because, you know, you're looking at all of the conversations they're having and they're actively searching out places to finish the season. Um, but then I think it, close behind that would be the NBA. 
I don't really see the MLB, you know, coming through anytime soon because there have been plenty of players from their player union that has straight up said, like, we're not playing without fans. Like, that's. Thank, thank God baseball is literally deciding, hey, a shorter season might be better for us. For real. Yeah. <laughs> like, about time. I, if if I had to put it this way, if nothing's gonna happen this year, I would say like if they're all just gonna cancel the rest of the seasons, right, and just start whatever next year. I think the Bruins NFL Bruins. is the easiest. I think the NFL is the easiest to play without fans, um, because yeah. if you think about it, you take away the tailgates, right? You take away the the seats are expensive anyway. Um, majority of people like to sit at their homes on a Sunday and watch football, right? And a lot of those teams, because think about it this way, a lot of teams have private jets because there are so many people on their team. So this is one of the only sports that has like majority of the teams have private jets. Like, you know what I mean? Like you look Mm -hmm. at the other sports, some of them have it, but not all of them. Some of them, you know, fly, still fly commercial or they'll buy out a flight at least like, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to get a private jet, but think about it that way. They have a private jet. So it's easy to go from city to city without infecting anybody in airports or anything like that because they don't have to go through the airport. They can just drive right onto the tarmac and get on the private jet and go. And, and the yep. same thing when they land there. And they can stay right at those... Bus. You can stay right, you onto the, right onto the bus. You know, you could use the same bus company, <clears throat> same exact bus, whatever you have to do. It's a lot easier for the NFL, especially because they only have one game a week that yeah, you know, oppo- they can start back the up. other ones where it's like, well, now we have to finish the regular season and then do the playoffs. And yeah. it's like... Well, we're done now, so we have more time to plan. Right. But one thing that I'm seeing right now is um, Vegas is opening themselves up to be a sports hub right now. Mm-hmm. Of um, course. I saw somebody. I saw some. I think I, I don't think it was the mayor of Vegas because she sucks. <laughs> She's an absolute moron of a woman. It definitely wasn't her. But Nevada, but the state of Nevada basically said like if you were going to use Vegas as like a sports epicenter for whoever picked it up, the NBA or the NHL, we would house the players in like the hotels, like the casinos and stuff in the the casino hotels that are open. And then they'd be able to open up, you know, their, their books again. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be able to open them at least online, be able to open up their books. So Vegas can pull their currency back in. I, I think um, I think sports should have the central locations like you're talking about. I think you should probably have somewhere in California, somewhere in Las Vegas. I think you should have like a middle of like Colorado. NHL is looking at like Wyoming. Yeah. Because Wyoming has like no cases. Yeah. But even all if, they if are just gun toting hicks that just don't want to that, that fight the virus with firearms. Yeah. So like I think if you want to find it, you need to have like those cases like cases aside, I think there should be a couple on the East Coast, right? East East Coast, like North and South East Coast, middle of the, you know, you should have, I would say, like, the MLB wanted to have, like, three locations. Like, they wanted to have, like, Texas, Arizona, and Florida. And I'm like, I guess that makes sense because it's nice weather. But, like, if you're these other sports, right, we are so hungry for sports to come back. But at the same time, as a competitive advantage, do you really want to open up your sport the same time these other sports open up? Because if you MLB, NBA, and NHL, right? As much as we love all those sports equally, what what is going to get the most attention on it when it comes back? Probably the NBA, right? It's it's the season Kobe died. It's the season people want to mm-hmm. see finish. 
right? They, the NBA was the first to go there. A lot of fans from the MLB, MLB and NHL might be like, I'm just going to watch NBA, right? Because yeah, like, a lot like of you're people looking, You're looking at a LeBron-Zion like, possible matchup. Yeah. You're looking at Giannis possibly going to his first finals. Like you're looking Jason at, Tatum. Yeah, you're, you're looking at the Celtics team right now, what they can try to do. Like, yeah. There are so many storylines so, in the NBA right now. That it's just like blasphemy if the season doesn't. So get so to does it? So does it? For my question, I guess I should word this a little better. Does it make more sense that if I'm the NHL and MLB, right? I'm the MLB. I'm saying we're just gonna delay our season, right? And we're just gonna have a shortened season, delayed season, whatever, right? And the NHL looks and says, we're just gonna start the playoffs as is, right? Mm-hmm. With with the teams we have here. I know it might suck for those other teams, um, or they might. Instead of doing that, they might just do like a thirty-team like bracket and be like Batman, everybody's Batman in the playoffs. Batman said that they're in no rush, but they want to aim for a regular season to finish in June. If the, like, if if it can, they want to get the regular season to finish in June for the playoffs to start in July. Hmm. And I would like love life. Yeah, if that was real. July yeah. is my favorite. <laughs> July is my favorite time of the year for sports because of Fourth of no, but like think of it like Fourth of July. Just like I always have Fireworks. like flashbacks to uh to uh, like Lake Winnipesaukee, you know. And the summer is always my favorite time because you have NBA. Winnipesaukee, I'll never forget those days. I know, dude. You got you got NBA. <laughs> right, you have the NBA like off season. You have the NFL training camps are starting up. You have baseball in, in prime form. You have the NHL playoffs either just start like wrapping up or like very very close to like or or not very very close, like very soon after the Stanley Cup. Um, like it's just a good time. It's a really good time, and I think it will be even better Fourth of July time to have baseball starting back up, basketball going through its like core end of the season, NHL going through its core end of the season, like. Pretty fun. I'm excited for it. I am too. It's. I just miss sports, dude. Like, I, I just. <laughs> like, I what are we doing? Guys. We're a yeah, sports podcast. And we can't even talk about like the things that I miss you. T- I miss you too, man. Bro, <laughs> yeah, f- fuck the sports. I miss you guys. I haven't seen you guys. In yeah, God damn. Like honestly, like not seeing not seeing my friends is like the worst thing in the world. Like I'm gonna give like a, I'm gonna give like a nice little shout out. To my homie Will, because he's the man. I love Will so much. He's probably I'm not not sure if he's gonna be watching this, but if you do well, just know that I gave you all this love. Yeah. He was like, when this is all over, I'm throwing like a massive barbecue and it's gonna be amazing. (laughs) Like it's like it's like that's like one of the things like everybody like that's the thing, like with all of this going on right now, there's so many things like to look forward to, and there's so many things that people are already in the works of doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like you look at it and it's like, oh my god! Like, because you guys, you guys, you guys know what a power hour is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like you take a shot of beer for every every song change, blah, blah blah. It's like one of my friends, my friend Cody, was like, when this is all done, like me and you are doing. Whoever wants to join, they're good, but we're doing this. Like this is something that. <laughs> it's like this is like a right. Like we have to come back. And like, the same thing way. with sports, Brady, too. Like that like planning things with your friends but the fact is like there's been times where i've done it right with sports and just things in general where like we're so like spoiled with everything that goes on like all the content that we have 
that like it's very easy yeah. to be like, eh, I'm not going to watch the NBA for a couple weeks. I'm kind of bored right now. I'm going to find something else. And now it's like all these things are starting up, and we're just like, holy crap! Like I took it for granted, like not being able to watch. Shit, I want to talk. Like, I don't want to think about it like that. <laughs> no, but we now took, that it's we took, no, now that we it's took everything back, for granted. Not just sports. Yeah. We took everything for granted. And, but now that things are starting to open back up again, it's like you're going to see people appreciating those things like restaurants and bars and and. Yep. Sports a lot more. You're going to see people appreciating each other a lot more. I feel like you're going to see more and more people like holding the door for each other, like saying hi, because they're finally able to see people again and like not have to wear a mask and not have to clean the door handles. I mean, like you should still wash your hands after coming home from the day. I think like stuff like that's going to change. Like you're going to be washing your hands a lot more than we did. But like now you're going to be like not freaking going in with a hazmat suit somewhere to like go pick up like fucking food somewhere and now you're yeah, just gonna exactly. be able to be like hey how's it going like how was your day how was this like whatever like you know and people are gonna be more excited to do that i think that's what's gonna happen so today has been a super good episode um before we get to our dad advice and dad joke of the day i just wanted to remind everybody again um on social media to follow us on twitter and instagram at 40 dads podcast and then follow us anywhere you're listening to this podcast, too. It really helps out. Also, follow on Anchor because you're actually able to send in those messages like Bob sent in earlier. Helps us really kind of give us some talking points throughout the show. Or Honestly, if, you have, I, if you have a question, email us at 40yarddads at gmail.com. Yep. Um, or find our find our personal socials. Twitter, through, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, anything. Through, yep. Um, on any of our pages, our personal socials are on there too. Send us messages, send us questions. Hundred percent, yeah. Because I think I could speak for all of us when I say this. I think we would rather answer your questions and make it more interactive than just talk about what we want to talk about. Like, if you guys want to talk about a certain thing, like the whole point is like we want to make this interesting and entertaining for you. So if you want to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, whatever Jason Tatum and something like that, we're gonna talk about it. So answer send those questions in whatever it is this channel these topics are basically yours for the taking if you go ask those questions bob asked us a question and we talked about it for 10 minutes so the more question we get the more this is for you guys um but yeah does anybody have any final words before we get to our uh, advice and uh dad joke of the day i'll just say you know everybody just you know hang on Keep keep hanging on. Uh, eventually, this is the going to end. Poster. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, the kid. Hang poster. in there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, eventually, it'll end, and eventually, we'll get yeah. some sense of normalcy. So just just hold on. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit up with the dad advice of the day or the week. I don't know why we say of the day because we only do this once a week. Just once a week. Um, yeah, very so true. Dad advice of the week is from Cam. This one is. Please, if you are thinking of investing right now, please invest in oil because I am telling you right now, you are going to make a crap ton of money when the and when everything comes back and planes start taking off and people start driving. Mm. If you are thinking of some oil to invest in, MRO, Marathon Oil, American Oil, I would invest in that. I've invested some money into that, so that's my advice. Invest in oil. Also, also start investing in, in solar general. panels and renewable energy because that is going to be coming hot and heavy too. Renewable energy doesn't exist. (laughs) 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 Hit us with the dad joke of the day and we're signing off. Okay. Where do you take someone who's been injured in a peekaboo accident? I don't know. The ICU. (laughs) 